What is up, everyone? Welcome to Explicit Gospel. It is so exciting to be with you all today. Um, Happy Monday. Happy April 10th. For those of you who are living up north, I really hope you are enjoying the warmer weather. It is definitely warmer up here in New York. Um, So if this is your first time tuning in to Explicit Gospel, here at this show, we are a Christian radio show where we are raising up a a new generation. We are managed and broadcasted by millennials. Um, here at Explicit Gospel, we believe that um, that there is a new generation being raised up and that that generation is a powerful generation. And it's going to be a generation that is, is going to stand for Christ, is going to stand for justice, is going to stand um, for for the glory of God. And I am so thankful to be part of, of that journey. Today, we have a very, very special guest with us. She is a young evangelist from San Antonio, Texas. Her name is Edja Berrigan. Edja, you are an heir. Sorry. Are you? I'm sorry. We had technical difficulties. Are you there? <laughs> yes, I'm here. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So welcome. How are you doing today? Um, okay. um, I'm sorry. I, it seems that we can't hear you as well. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you perfectly. Okay, perfect. I think. Okay, so Edja, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm 21 years old, so I'm I'm still a little bit young. And I'm from Texas, but I come from Mexican parents. So I'm Mexican-American. And I gave my life to the Lord, finally. I grew up in a Christian family, but I was not living for the Lord and His ways. And when I was 19, yeah, about to turn 20, I finally gave my life to the Lord. And since then, I've been serving Him and working on ministry and just spreading the gospel. That's amazing. It is so encouraging to hear people who are my age. I'm 22, so you're definitely around my age. Um, just to hear mm-hmm. people, to hear college students um, and that are just living for Jesus and that love Jesus because Jesus is, is so real to us, you know. Um, he's he's Amen. so real to us. Um, it doesn't matter whether you're 50 years old living for Jesus. It doesn't matter even if you're 11 years old. Actually, last night I was at an evangelistic service at my church, mm-hmm. and there was an 11-year-old who gave her life to Christ, not because she was prompted by anyone, not because she was being forced to, but literally she she um, she stood up there in front of thousands of people, and she was like, God— Jesus has changed my life and he can change yours too. And I am just so thankful for everything that God is doing. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah, I am so excited that you're here. So just to intro- just to introduce for those of you who don't who may not know you. Um so you have a Facebook page, am I right? 
Yes, I have a Facebook page that it's my name, just Edja Bergen, and I make live videos every Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we talk about God, the Bible, questions, and just whatever we go through. Not even just, just like you said, God is the same God to everyone, regardless of age. So even what I preach, it's not only about like college students, but it applies to literally everyone, whatever age or gender you are. Amen. I, I think that's so true and so real. And I think that's so important for especially as young people to understand, because even in the Bible, it says, um, I think it was uh Paul writing to Timothy, right? That, um, and he, Timothy was, was, uh, was from a younger generation. This was, um, mm-hmm. this was Paul's son, basically. It, well, his spiritual son, not his biological son. Um, and, and he, he went to Timothy and he was, he was giving Timothy authority over a, a church that he himself planted. And he said, you know what, Timothy, don't be, don't be afraid of, of, don't don't be uh, don't be discouraged by your age and don't don't let that mm-hmm. stop you from you know from doing what what the Lord has called you to do in ministry and I think that is really mm-hmm. something that we need to encourage our young people especially and and I'm just glad you know um, that we're we're from both very different very different backgrounds um, you know I live mm-hmm. in New York City <laughs> you're in San Antonio Texas but. <laughs> <laughs> we're both united for the same purpose and I am just so thankful for that. So I know it like I'm mm-hmm. oh, sorry. No, no, I please. Was say that it's it's um it's good to like what you brought up about Timothy because in that like I just literally just looked it up on my Bible and when it says let no one despise you for your youth, I believe that it's important that we know like there's more people our age, you know, talking and spreading the gospel that it's not only adults or some pastors, but like everyone can do it. So, Edja, I have a question for you. So what would what could you say to the the person who is on the other side right now, whether it's the iPad, the uh, the iPad, iPhone, um, even even listening from their own computer, whoever's on the other side of the screen, what would you say to that person who feels discouraged in the Lord, whether it's because, let's say, maybe they're put down uh, by their parents, maybe their parents aren't Christians, maybe their friends aren't Christians, maybe they're struggling, they're in a they're in an environment, whether it's work or, or college or whatever, and, and mm-hmm. they can't find Christian friends, what would you say to that person? Um, actually, there's... Um a psalm that I've been reading that I've been taking to heart that is Psalm 46, I think. Let me let me find it. I just believe that it's really important to know the Lord. Like sometimes we'll go through different situations, different things, you know, whether it's, whether it's at school, whether someone's bullying you, maybe you have cyberbullying, maybe someone's, I don't know, like whatever the situation is, it's really important to know who God is. Because I always say we cannot believe or trust in a God that we don't know. So so it's important to know Him. So in this Psalm 46, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I I was talking in one of my live videos, and I said to change the our part to my. So in the first verse, it says, God is my refuge and strength. He's very present, helping trouble. Therefore, I will not fear 
um, through the earth gives away, then though the mountains be moved, and it's just like whatever happens, I will not fear because I know that God is my strength and God is my refuge. And we all go through different situations. And, you know, regardless of age, you can be 12 years old, you can be 40 years old, you can be 20, 30, whatever. And we all go through situations where we might feel discouraged or might be scared or anxious. But it's important to know who God is. And actually, in the in the same 46 chapter, it says on verse 10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in earth. But it says, be still and know that I am God. So I think it comes back to knowing God, and that will give you the strength to go through whatever situation you're going through. Amen. I love that. I seriously do. That is good stuff. And um, I think, you know, I, I and I've, I mean, I follow you on your, on your website. So on your, on your Facebook page. So I know I, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with, with certain things that you've talked about in the past. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and one thing that I remember you mentioned, I don't know when it was, but it wasn't that long ago, um, how people were sending you messages and, and, and telling you, oh, because, you know, you have a stronger faith, then you should pray, please pray for me or whatever. And, and I feel I, I relate to that because sometimes I'm in that situation as well, whether it is me going to another person and telling them, please pray for me because you have greater faith than I do, or um, whether it's someone coming to me and literally um, because, you know, because I'm on this, because I, I get in front of a microphone every every Monday or because I'm in a choir loft. I used to be part of my church, my church choir, uh, just just for that simple fact, just because we are seen or, or we are heard in a way, um, we are always being, you know, being being pointed out as, oh, well, you have greater faith than than mm-hmm. I do. And 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 we tend to think even or through the lies of the enemy, I feel like we tend to think, oh, you know, this person has greater faith than I do. So I may not. Uh, they probably don't their times of discouragement look nothing like mine do or whatever which I just I just want to want to point out that that's not true that we all feel discouraged at some time and um, so I just wanted to ask you what does that look like for you and how do we handle that how do we how do we hear from God when God seems far away or when we're unsure of what God wants from us um, well, and, and that's it's it's a funny thing that you mentioned that because I think that a lot of people sometimes are scared of knowing God because they feel they don't have as much faith or or they look up at I don't know whoever like a singer or a band or a pastor and they feel like they can't um, know God the way that person looks believes in God. But there's um, a verse in James four eight and it says, "Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you." And I find this so amazing because everyone, it doesn't matter who, we can draw near to God and He will draw near to us. And it's just, it's a it's a matter of us asking God to come into our life. Because I'm, I go through struggles, you go through struggles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that verse of Psalm 46, it's something that God gave to me because I was going through something, but I was seeking His will. And sometimes we go through things and we're seeking people for their solutions instead of seeking for God. Mm-hmm. And and it's important to remember that the closer we get to God, the closer we'll feel 
that he's near to us because we cannot be walking around the world and expecting to feel God's presence and to be able to hear his word when we're not even listening and we're not even spiritually, you know, strong to hear him. But it's something that, you know, like right now we can choose and determine to be today I'm going to change today I will follow Jesus. And as soon as we draw close to God, he will draw close to us. Amen. I, I I completely agree. And there are even times in the Bible, you know, um, I, I think of, of Moses and or even or, or Joshua even and how he, they both went through moments when they would they would, you know, they would listen to the word of God. I mean, in the Bible, it says that Moses would talk to God face to face, which is amazing. You know, he would talk to God face to face like what? How how awesome is that? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, seriously, the dream right there. Um, relationship goals right there, guys. Seriously. <laughs> Real relationship goals. <laughs> um, so, so, so Moses would talk to God face to face. And there are times of uncertainty, even in Moses's life, you know, um, and there were times mm-hmm. where, you know, he was leading all these great people, like this m- massive amount. He was leading a whole nation. Let's, let's just put it that way. He was leading a whole nation um, through different, uh, through a desert, through a, well, first out of Egypt, through a desert, um, through a, a parted sea, let's just talk about that, through a parted sea, he was leading this nation. And there were even times in his life where he he was like, God, like, why do you make me do this? You know, or, or yeah. you know, um, when, when even the nation that he was supposed to lead was against him. And, and I, I can't even think, I, I, I think about this in my own life and how you know, I've, I've mentioned before on the show for those who are regulars, um, regular listeners of this show, and, and I've mentioned it to you before in our past conversations, I'm going into missions um, after after college. And, and that has brought, you know, so much backlash. You know, when you are trying to follow the will of God, there will always be, um, there will always be someone or, or, or something or or there will always be some kind of problem with it, you know? Um, and, and I know that even, you know, and, and how do you, how do we deal with that? You know, I wanted to ask you how, how does that look like in your life? And, and what do you do about that when, when the world really seems to be coming against you? Because it happens to all of us. It happens to the best of us, it happens yeah. to the most famous preachers and, 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 you know, the lowliest servants, um, what does that look like, and, and how do we handle that? Well, um, I mean, that that happens to me. I mean, on the page, you know, I always get some people that either don't believe in God or try to say really bad things to me or try to discourage me. And for a while, it was really hard for me to handle that. But I think it's important that everyone, like you said, everyone goes through it. Like, doesn't matter how famous the pastor is, everyone goes through through it and sometimes we expect to have like a perfect life because we believe in God but just like you mentioned Moses who spoke to God face to face and through the um, journeys of life where he didn't know he didn't understand he faced different things and actually uh, that's something that I have been going through with you know maybe some discouragement or you know when when the you seem like things are not working the way you want them to 
and it's why I mentioned that Psalm 46, that I keep going back to it. I think it's going to be my verse of the year and for my life. And just remembering when the world turns against you, you have to turn to God. That your faith in God doesn't, it's not determined by what the world says or your situation. Because if your faith is built in your circumstances, it will be shaking all the time. Because we have good days, we have bad days, we have people who will like us and respect us, but we have people who will hate us and try to say life about us and try to destroy us and try to bring us down. So if our faith is depending on how good my situation is, then our faith is built in the wrong rock. The rock and our foundation should be God. So that even in those times, you know, how in Matthew it explained about the house, the wise person who builds on the rock and the winds come. So like the criticism comes and the bad things come, but the house will not be shaken because the, the foundation is God. So regardless of the situation around, the house is still and it's perfect and it's not shaking and it's not moving and it doesn't get destroyed. But the, the unwise person or the person who's building their trust in their circumstances is built on the sand. So the slightest wind that comes, the house falls down. And that happens in our lives. When our foundation is in the wrong place, our life falls down and we feel like we're going through a roller coaster with the world with whatever happens. So it's really important to understand and ask ourselves, where is my foundation? Who is my foundation? Who am I trusting? Who is my rock? That is so true. And I, I completely, I believe that we can all relate to that because the world will, you know, they will come um against you and and but I think even even you know in the in the midst of that I for me at least what works for me is obviously spending time with the word spending time in prayer is important um and and there is absolutely no replacement for that that is our utmost priority Mm um but um one thing that I do like to think about is is really when the world comes against you even when people say those wrongful comments those um uh y- you know those those like what you were sharing in your in your facebook page those people who try to discourage you or those people who are, who may be mean to you um i definitely mm-hmm. have those as well uh in a in a very different context but i definitely have those as well and i like to think of those people not necessarily as my enemy because because you know in the in the bible it says that our battle is not against flesh and blood but it really Amen. it's with the spiritual realm right so it's really it's mm-hmm. it's really our, our we need to remember who the real enemy is and Amen. and at the end of the day that person i mean if you think about it the people who are saying mean things and not that there's an excuse for that and i'm not trying to excuse them but at the end of the day they have so they lack so much you know, um, and, and they're just, they're, they're broken. And that is just like a cry for their own brokenness. Like, seriously, like if you're, you really didn't care about God, why would you go on someone's Facebook page or on someone's, um, podcast page in my case? Uh, why, why would you go out of your way to say something mean? Like why, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think about, you know, how Jesus would respond even to, to those, to those, um, 
even to those mean comments, you know, Jesus maybe didn't have Facebook, but he did have his his fair share of backlash, way more yeah, than we all definitely. had, you know. Um, but I think, you know, and and there's there's a there's a Bible verse that says that that our that God's kindness is what draws us to Him, and and in the same way the the kindness that we have towards those people and the love that we have towards those people that mistreat us is is really what's going to make a difference and Amen. so i want to encourage really anyone who's on the other side of the screen um that if you're experiencing that if you're experiencing something that is you know just like what we mentioned before backlash whether it's from your family or friends or people on social media whatever know who the real enemy is and know that you can always have the option to love and to be Jesus to that person. And that is Amen. what's going to make a difference. Definitely. I mean, and, I, um, uh-huh. I, I was telling you before, like before we started and it just came tomorrow now, the verse in Acts four twenty nine. when you say like what to do, you know, like when, when things are coming against you or the enemy, but it's, just as important it is to know who the real enemy is, it's really important to know who God is and how we can ask for strength even in those moments. And in Acts 4.29 it says, And now, Lord, look upon their, their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. Here Peter and John were speaking about Jesus, and and they were telling them to stop or they will go to jail. They were telling them to not ever speak about Jesus or in his name. And, and here instead of them being scared... They knew who God was, and they said, "Just continue, like grant us the the grace and the and the courage and the boldness to continue to speak and continue to fight the, the good fight that we're fighting as Christians, because it's a constant fight. Because the enemy will never be happy about us following Jesus and spreading the gospel." Amen. I, I like to think also about. Um... Uh, I, I I don't remember who said this, but I once listened to this sermon. I don't remember who it was exactly, but it was definitely one of my really one of my favorite preachers. Um, and and he was saying that when things before things get better, things get worse. And mm-hmm. and he he used the example of Paul how he was on the road to Damascus when he met Jesus, when he, when Jesus came into his life and completely transformed him. I mean, guys, let's remember who Paul was before he met Jesus. This was the person persecuting Christians. Mm -hmm. This was the person he was, he was, I'm sorry. He was killing Christians. He was going against them. Exactly. He was literally, um, he was going to Damascus to fulfill that, to kill more Christians. Like that was his mm-hmm. purpose of that, you know, and then just Jesus comes into his life. And I think about, you know, if God can do that with Paul, he can do that with any of us. You know, he can do that Amen. with you, with me. And and maybe we're not out there killing Christians. I get it. Maybe we that wasn't our testimony, but we're just as sinful. It doesn't matter what we did or what we didn't mm-hmm. do before. The fact that we didn't love God before anything else, the fact that we still don't love God before anything else in 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 the world, um, that that we're just as sinful as Paul was. We're just as sinful as as you know the the rapist and and the murderer and um, the adulterer. We're we're just as sinful as any of them. You know, sin is sin at the yeah. end of the day. 
and mm-hmm. and it, that gives me a lot of faith and 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 just belief that God can transform you know both of us, whoever is listening, who uh, our families. He can he can do it all because at the end of the day, okay. God is God, and He will have the last word. Amen. So God is amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That God is amazing. He can do what wonders. Ex- yes, He definitely can. And um, what has been in in just the past, you know, few weeks or months or really whatever time frame you want to apply to it? But what has been a testimony that has really encouraged you? Whether that's something that happened to you, something that's happened um, to people close to you, something that happened to a stranger. What has what is a testimony or or something that you that you've seen God do in your life recently that has really encouraged you that you would like to share? Well, there is something that it might not be like this huge thing, but it's it's something important that it's a good reminder that God is always listening. I believe that we all pray expecting an answer. You never pray just to pray. We pray because we want to communicate with God. We want direction. We want to we want answers in some areas. And and I have been praying about in specific about my life in certain areas that I needed direction that I was struggling with. And sometimes we feel like praying, we feel like there's not an answer or we don't understand. And I was really, for a while, I I realized that I was struggling with like my self-confidence and I was, you know, dealing with, I was afraid of being rejected by people. So when God showed me this area of my life, I was like, God, but how, how do I give it to you? You know, you know, like, it's not a box. I can just like give it to you. I have to, it's a spiritual thing. And, and I, I didn't understand how to do it. And I was struggling with it. And I felt discouraged at times. And, and I was really praying about it. And what I really loved is that for two weeks, everywhere I went, whatever I listened to, either on YouTube or Facebook or at a church or at the youth group, whatever it was, they were all talking about what I was asking God. So that happened. I was, I was, I was really, I was surprised just the way God uses other people to speak to us and to guide us into what He wants. And that was something. And then, like something else happened, and I was again praying for something specific. And God kept talking to other people and just in every area of my life, speaking to me. And that just reminded me how God is listening. How everything we say to God. And in his time, he will answer to us and he will give his answer. But we, we just have to be patient and believe that he's there always, that whatever we're going through, he's always listening and that he always wants to answer us. It's not like, yeah, pray to me and I will not talk to you. He wants to speak to us. He wants us to hear his voice. He wants us to have a really good relationship with him and to have faith and to be courageous and strong. So it was just a really good reminder that whatever we're going through, God is always with us and that he wants the best for us and that he loves us and that he's constant and he's faithful even when we're not. Amen. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think, you know, very often when I ask a a similar question to what I just asked you, very often people Mm -hmm. will and, and, and rightfully so, people will always answer in, in ways that are, you know, um, extremely 
they will mention scenarios that are extremely miraculous, which is which is awesome because there yeah. is a miracle mm-hmm. to God, you know. But I think that yeah. it's so important to know that God, even in the little things, He's there, you know. Amen. He's there in the little things, and that has been so real for my life as well. Um, I was I was just mentioning, uh, bef- you know, right before we went. Uh, right before we going on air, we, I, I was literally this whole week was literally so busy for me, and um, it was it was a pretty a pretty hectic week. I, I'm not gonna lie, and and you know the enemy will try and he'll he'll come come at us and he he'll try to you know, lie to us. He'll try to, to tell us, oh, you know, God isn't listening. God isn't close, all these different things. But, um, but one thing as, as well in, in the same way, I feel that God has been speaking to you. He's also been speaking to me in the sense that he, it doesn't, it didn't matter what I did. Um, if I, you know, if I went to church, if I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I went to the, actually, I went to this really random event this past week, like a, it was a Christian event, but it was like a, Christian business networking event. It was really weird, um, but really (laughs) random. And literally even there, I just felt like God was speaking to me and telling me like, you can seek me in prayer and I know your needs and I know what's going on. And, and yeah. And, and, um, just all these different things. If I listened to a sermon, it didn't matter who it was. I, it, they would all, were all talking about the same thing, scrolling down my Facebook or Instagram feed. And, and I would see, you know, think like just how much God loves me. And, and, um, and, and, uh, I'm just so thankful. It's all Jesus really, because I well, let's face it, we would all be a wreck if it weren't for that. I'm so thankful that yeah. it's all Jesus. Um, because honestly, I can't do it on my own, guys. None of us can do it on our own. I don't know how people still think that they can do it on their own, but that has not been real in my life. And um and it, and it's been it, it's it's challenging sometimes when you feel like you can't hear from God. But one thing that really encourages me is that, you know, there's this verse that says that nothing can separate us from the love of of Christ. Um, And, 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 and that doesn't just mean like, that doesn't, you know, I I used to think about that verse, like, Oh, love as in what we tend to think of, of love as in a, from a, even a worldly perspective, I think just, you know, oh, you love me because I do this for you or, or I love you because you're nice or this or that, or you've been there for, no, no, no. Like that is not the love of God. That is not the love of God. The Mm -hmm. love of God is a love that's unconditional. That is regardless of what we do or what we don't do, regardless if we're walking with him or not walking with him, he loves us the same. He still but thinks that we are worth it. You know, he still died for our sins. Um, And I just, yeah, I I can, let's, so another question that I have is, you know, what, what do, what do we do? Because you and I, I feel like you and I are kind of the same person in this, that I feel (laughs) like we're just, you know, we're women in our twenties and we're just really hardworking, um, trying, you know, we try our best, whether it's at ministry at, um, even, even things like our relationship with God, like we want to give God our best. And, and what do we do? What, like, what do you, what do you do when you really feel like you're not giving God your best? Like, how do you, how do we handle that? How do we handle, 
you know, failure, maybe not failure in God's eyes, but failure in our eyes? Like, how do we handle those lies? Yeah, well, I think it's important to not get discouraged. I know it's easy to say it, but not as easy to actually do it because times I'm like, okay, Adria, you're not reading your Bible as much or you're not praying or you're not, you know, like just whatever in whatever area that I feel like I'm lacking, um, giving God my best. And I always, I always like to compare my spiritual life to what I can see. So it's easier to understand and to others. And I like to working out, to go into the gym. It's not something easy for me. It's not into something. And sometimes same thing with God. Maybe you wake up feeling like, oh, I feel like reading the Bible. I feel like perfect, like worth I feel, you know, like maybe we don't feel like but it's a decision to be like, no, I'm, I'm going to try. And to remember that the one who gives us the strength, I even when I'm going to read my Bible, I'm like, God, help me not to shift my focus to my phone or to whatever situation or cleaning or doing whatever. Just help me. And it's always coming to God for help because mm-hmm. sometimes we try to be independent and be like, oh, I can do it by myself. But sometimes we just need to pray and ask God, you know, help me in this area that I'm lacking perfection and and just give it to me and help me um give you my best because let's be honest like doing the good things are not as easy you know eating Mm -hmm. healthy is not easy it's better to eat a cake than to eat veggies like i I don't (laughs) like to eat a salad i prefer a pizza and i rather you know stay at home watch a movie than going to the gym so it's the same thing with our spiritual life it's easier not to do it but it's important to do it and not feel like, oh, I feel God, he won't speak to me. It's like, no, like you felt, okay, get up and, and do it again and just ask God to help you and to guide you. And, and he will get, gladly do it because he wants that for us. Amen. I, I completely agree. You know, I remember when I was a new Christian and I, I accepted Jesus when I was 16 years old. And that's when I really started reading my Bible. Hardest thing I've ever done, by the way, when I when I was a new Christian living in a house of non-Christians, literally didn't know. Like I just it was so hard for me to get my my face and and in the word, you know, it was so hard. And, you know, I remember mm-hmm. reading it. I wouldn't understand what it was saying. Like I was like, I don't know how to. Like, and then, you know, when the hard things would come, oh, that was the worst. Like when, when we would, when, when I would read things that I just didn't know that they were a sin or, or Mm -hmm. when I would read something that was convicting that I realized, oh my goodness, I have to change this in my life or, oh my goodness, I'm such a bad person or all these different things, (laughs) you know, that come from when you start reading the Bible. And, and for me, you know, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so I didn't really grow up uh, knowing the Bible. So for me, it was like a whole discovery process. It was like a whole new world, like kind of like the little mermaid kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, but I remember, you know, um, looking, thank God I had, I had a, uh, my, my spiritual mom, my, my, I had a, I had a Christian mentor who I would call like all the time. Cause I always had questions about the Bible. <laughs> um, and she, I remember I was like, oh my goodness, like one day I'll, I'll get to be like her and I'll, I, I won't struggle with spending time with God anymore. I won't struggle mm-hmm. with having a deep prayer life. I won't struggle with, with not, um, with spending time in the word. And, and now I'm looking at myself, I don't know, it's been like 
seven, eight years later. I don't even know. I haven't, I need to count that again. Anyways, um, it's been a few, it's been a few years and, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, it's, that couldn't have been farther from the truth. You know, that could not have Mm -hmm. been farther from the truth. I still struggle with spending time with God and, and not that I don't spend time with God. I do, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh my goodness, like, let's say right now I'm going through the book of numbers. Oh my goodness. The book Mm -hmm. of numbers is seriously one, (laughs) one book for those. Yeah, no one does because it's all numbers (laughs) and I study economics. So you'd think I'd be a little comfortable with numbers, but really I'm not, not in the Bible. (laughs) So so and and it's just I have to pray and kneel and sometimes I could do not I've even fasted and I'm just like God please help me please help me make mm-hmm. sense out of this book please help me learn why why your decrees why certain things are here why this is here and and not somewhere else why you did this and not that like please help me understand mm-hmm. um Sometimes my prayers aren't even that deep. Sometimes my prayers are literally like, oh my goodness, God, please help me have proper reading comprehension, like a third grader, literally, because sometimes I read the Bible and I'm like, I have no idea what I just read. I seriously have no idea. And um, and I just, the reason I'm mentioning that is just because I, I, you know, I know that you agree. I know that it's part of the struggle. The struggle is is real, you know? Um, And, and, um, and, and I just, you know, I, I, I just want my goal really for this show is to be as real as possible really at the end. And I know that's your goal as well. Um, for your Facebook page, like I've watched and, and, you know, we can try as hard. Sometimes people still won't believe that we're real people, but we are. Um, and sometimes, (laughs) you know, I struggle in my prayer life. The only difference is I was given the opportunity to sit in front of a microphone every Monday and you were given the opportunity to, um, uh, you just sit in front of your computer and do Facebook lives like that mm-hmm. really is the only difference. But for some other people, yeah, exactly. yeah, the struggle is the same for all of us. But for some other people, they're just not called to do that. I know plenty of Christians. I know pastors. I actually was speaking to my pastor who is in charge of my church's radio show, who's been like a mentor for me throughout this process that I've started this past year. Mm-hmm. And um, and he was telling me he was like, Veronica, I know pastors, I know famous preachers who wouldn't be able to have a radio show because they just don't have, they just don't have that kind of gifting. They have the gift of teaching. Mm -hmm. They have the gift of preaching, but they don't have that kind of gifting. So if God gave you something, it's for you to make the best out of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I think, you know, it's the same for you and, and it's the same for everyone out there. And, and, um, I just want to encourage our listeners right now that, um, it doesn't matter what God, whatever God's giftings to you are. It doesn't have to be preaching. It doesn't have to be teaching. It doesn't have to be uh, the gift of prophecy. The gift, the gift. You don't have to have any of those things. You just need Jesus. Like you just need to follow Amen. Jesus and not be afraid of 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 you know him calling out you out of her, of your comfort zone because it may not seem like this is out of my comfort zone, but being in, in a radio show, it is. Um, (laughs) so it was, for me, I was like, God, because I started out as radio. I did radio before I started with my Facebook live and Mm -hmm. both things were like, God, like, you know, you're live. If you mess up, you mess up. You're, you're there. And and I, and it's something awesome when God calls us because 
sometimes we feel that we're unqualified or unprepared, but he's telling us, I am the one who qualifies you. I am the one who prepares you. Even in, in Acts, when I was reading about Peter and Paul, um, I mean, Peter and John, speaking about God, and, and I love it in, in um, chapter 4, verse 13, it says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, it just like that word just surprised me because there were not people who were really educated or were living this rich life. They were just themselves. Thinking of sometimes God calls us and we're like, no, but I can't. But we can. We can do all things through Christ. So we just have to trust Him. Amen. And I think one thing that I see Christians fall in line as well. Um, is, you know, this deep study of of theology. And, and don't get me wrong, theology is important, guys. Before I'm called a heretic, theology is important. <laughs> I understand that. But I see so many Christians who are struggling, fighting depression, fighting anxiety, fighting all these things yeah. that are obviously not from God, that they don't have to be there. Um, I, we yeah. can't deliver ourselves. So d- d- I'm not trying to uh, mention that. Um, I'm not trying to insinuate that we can deliver ourselves, but that God can deliver you. But they insist in, 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 you know, in, in, they, they love their theology more than the God who made theology, you know? Um, and, and yeah. And so I think that's so, so important for us to understand that that's why uh, the reason I'm mentioning this is because of what that what you said uneducated like now the world celebrate even among Christians like we're just yeah you know I see so many um you know uh, sometimes I hate that I live I mean not that I don't hate living in the United States but sometimes I'm like I'm in the United States and and you know I'm from Latin America I I grew up in Nicaragua and um and I've seen you know, I the what the kinds of struggles that pastors and and preachers go through over there, and let me tell you, mm-hmm. they don't have all these resources, all these theology books, um, uh, you know, all these theology books to their to their um to uh to uh as they're part of their resources, they just don't have that. They do, they have the Bible, and um, mm-hmm. and so it's it's so. So frustrating for me sometimes when I hear like all these Christians, you know, first of all, they're struggling with depression. They're struggling with all these things. They're struggling from hearing the word of God. And they, you can tell, you know, and then, and then they're criticizing, you know, they criticize me. They criticize other people for, for, um, not, not reading, I don't know how many theology books in a year, you know, but written by, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I say to that, I'm like, what are you going to do? When you leave the United States, if you ever do, because apparently that you can't, apparently I wouldn't recommend that for you. Um, what are you going to do when, you, if you ever leave the United States and realize that whoever is your spiritual leader, if you're living in Africa, if you're living in Nicaragua, if you're living in, you know, all these things, what are you going to do when you realize that those theology books that you hold on to for dear life aren't in their language mm-hmm. or aren't um, even at their disposal, you know, you know, what are you going to yeah. do? And, and I think that it's, it's important for us to remember that these people, the people that God chose, except for, uh, except for maybe Paul, um, uh, were uneducated, poor people. And, mm-hmm. and we need to understand that, 
you know, we need to understand that not just in terms of theology or, or all these things. I'm not, again, I'm not saying theology is not important. It is guys. It is. Um, (laughs) but I, I, um, but just, just not even, not even theological education, but really worldly education as well. You know, now we're just like, Oh, we need to go to college. We need to get a master's. We need to do all this. And don't get me wrong. Um, uh, I, I, I know a lot of amazing Christians that are definitely called to get a master's and I don't know what, you know, they have like 5 million degrees and, and, and that's them. Um, but, you know, we're so busy, like following the world and following the patterns of the world, even if, mm-hmm. if they're not sinful patterns, um, it's like education, you know, going to college isn't necessarily sinful, um, but we forget who were the main preachers in this, in the early church. And they were uneducated. Yeah. They didn't even have a New Testament. <laughs> Can we just talk about that? They didn't have a New Testament. Um, so, yeah. So I thank you so much for mentioning that because that was that is definitely so important. Um, so in the last few minutes, I just I just wanted to ask um, what is what is just one thing that you feel that God is challenging you with? right now, uh, going forward, whether it's in your ministry and your personal life and your spiritual life, um, what do you think that's one thing that God is challenging you with? That answer is easy. <laughs> I, I'm really struggling with, um, being patient in God's timing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe that we all sometimes want things. We want them to happen when we want them to happen. You know, we're like, Oh, but why not now? Like, okay, can it happen just right now, please, Lord? Like, right now. Um, so I believe that I'm, I've been learning, and God has been teaching me about being still and just trusting that He has control over everything. My personal life, my love life, my school, my work, my ministry, my family. That He is in control, and I just have to be patient and still and trust that He is God. Amen. And you know what? I think it gets maybe, I mean, and this may be a little bit of an exaggeration, but I feel like it's just getting harder to wait on God just because we're just, you know, we, we grew up in a, in a digital age and we grew up yes. having information at our fingertips. If I don't understand something, mm-hmm. even in college, yes. for example, if I don't understand something, I don't need to go to my professor. I go on the Internet. <laughs> I go on the Internet, try to see what I can find out. And I find out, you know. Um, and that is so true. That is so real in my life for me as well. And, um, here at explicit gospel, you know, you, you always have, um, the, the doors open to you and we, um, we love you so much. We're so thankful that, um, you are, were part of our show today and, um, we're so thankful that, um, you're for how genuine you are and how, um, real you are with, you know, how, how vulnerable you've been, not just on, on your site, but on the show, on this show as well. And I'm just saying thankful for that. And, um, you know, God is going, God is going to do great things in your life. He's already done great things in your life, but you know, the best is yet to come. The glory of God is, 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 you know, he's, he's, it's manifesting in your life right now, but there is just some amazing plans that he has for your life. And, and I'm so excited to see what that's going to look like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We didn't hear you. 
with you and and just thank you also for inviting me and just thinking about me to to speak here yeah, no problem. Okay, well, um, guys, I, I, this is the end of our show. So sad. I can't fully. We only have an hour to hang out with, with Edja here. But, um, but just so you guys know, um, Edja's Edja's uh, site is on Facebook. Just go on Facebook and search Edja Berrigan. Um, if you, uh, I also tagged her on Instagram. So if you follow our Instagram, it's explicit gospel, explicit underscore gospel. Um, make sure to go follow her on Instagram, follow her web website. Also follow us um, and keep up with the show. Um, we will be here on Monday at 3 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. And we have a special surprise next week as well. So follow us on social media so you can know what's going on. And I just want to pray, Edja, I would love to pray um, for you and then um, before we go off air. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, I thank you um, for everything you're doing in our lives, Lord God. I thank you because you are Lord over all, even, even for those of us, even... That even when we have a hard time recognizing who is on the throne, Lord Jesus, forgive us for, for our mistakes. Forgive us for our sins, Father God. And, and um, I thank you for your grace, Lord Jesus. I thank you for everything you're doing in Edge's life, Father God. I thank you um, for how you um, are transforming her, how you are transforming her ministry, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that you would keep growing that ministry, Lord God. I pray um, that she would have trust in your timing, Lord Jesus, that um, that there is there is beauty, there is transformation in your timing, Lord God. Um, I thank you for every single person who's listening today. Um, I pray that you um, bless our week, Father God. I pray that you may encourage us regardless of what we're going through, Father God. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, guys, thank, thank you so good. Thank you guys so much for listening in. This is Explicit Gospel. This is your host, Veronica. And don't forget, um, again, to follow us on social media. And we will be back here next week. Bye.